Greetings, I'm Queen Be Divine, blase, blase. This is the Cure is Conversation, blase, blase. I do hope you are having a great day, blase, blase. Cause this is the Cure is the Conversation, and listen to what we have to say. So sit back and listen to the guest, blase, blase, as they share their story and insights, blase, blase. I hope that it will help you find your own light, blase, blase, cause the cure is a conversation, blase, blase. So sit back and relax and listen. Blase, blase. Greetings, greetings, greetings. I'm Queen B. Divide, and this is the Cure is a Conversation. And why do I call it the Cure is a Conversation? Because I believe that when we talk, we can create healing moments, healing spaces. And if not, if not, it at least lightens the load and validates your voice because we each have a story. And like I say, blase, blase means tell your story. And I have a wonderful guest here. I'm just pulling up his, uh, you're wondering why I'm kind of you know, talking and what I'm looking for. I'm just looking for his um, profile. That's it. Um, we have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful guest. And I have many guests. It, but it's all good. It's all love. So we're, I'm going to let him introduce himself because I'm excited to get into the story. So go ahead, Blase, Blase, my brother. Tell your story. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I greatly appreciate it. My name is Mitchell Tucker. And I, uh, I don't know how far back you want me to start. You know what? I find that people, especially young people, and I'm not saying I'm, I'm old by any means, people want to know how you think and from day one. So as far as you can go back... <laughs> Uh, well, I won't keep you on too long here, but I, I grew up in an entrepreneur family, which I was blessed to grow up in that family. Now, we were not wealthy by any means. We were uh, middle class, and being in sales and in the kind of sales that my parents were, it was kind of like this, you know? Sometimes we were eating steak, sometimes we were eating hot dogs. And um, so that's kind of how I grew up. And even though I grew up in an entrepreneurial family, I was, I was really um, driven and interested in the military and the law enforcement. And uh, my dad became very, very ill. So I decided to go the law enforcement route so that I could stay local. Um, so I was the youngest person in the police academy at 18 years old. As you can imagine, I was a rag pretty hard. <laughs> I graduated the academy at 19. I got a job. I was the youngest deputy sheriff at the sheriff's office at 19 years old. Um, I worked at the sheriff's office. I, I was in law enforcement for about 12 years. I, I did narcotics work, undercover narcotics work. I was a robbery detective. So I did a lot of really cool stuff, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was some of the funnest times of my life was working in, as, in law enforcement. But I had a, a moment, one call that completely changed my life. You're listening to The Cure is Conversation with Queen Be Divine and Mitchell T. Bringing out the peaceful savage in others. And it was interesting. I got out from working in a kind of like an undercover capacity. And I was back in the uniform, driving a patrol vehicle. And a 
officer and deputy came to my house and showed me how I can make it more secure because he's not going to be here and I'm going to be by myself. So I'm driving to this call and uh, I don't have the best attitude. I'm like, are you kidding me? I don't want to go. This isn't anything I want to be doing. But obviously I showed up with a smile. I'm like, hey, hey, I'm deputy Tucker. How are you doing? And I walk her through her whole house and I show her how she can make it more secure. And at the end of that, she said something that completely changed my life. She said, thank you so much for your time. The peace of mind you just gave me was worth every bit of 500 bucks. And I was there for 20 minutes. And, and then she said, and to think, the sheriff's office does this for free. And I thought to myself, holy cow, 500 bucks? I was only here 20 minutes. And that shift in mentality was like, I could be doing this outside of law. Right. With my credentials, and I could have made 500 bucks. So I started looking for opportunities. And I'm going to fast forward a little bit here because it gets long, but I created a product, a, a security product, and I got multiple patents on it. It's about this big, and you plug it in your house and it protects your entire house with no sensors or, or gadgets or anything. So I'm looking for an investor. And that's the thing when you change your mindset, opportunities arise. So that opportunity was there the whole time, and it took that one call, that one lady saying that to me open my eyes to see the opportunity in front So I grabbed hold of that opportunity and I start looking for an investor. I find an investor. I pitch it to him. He tells me no. Pitch it. No. No, 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 no. He tells me no like eight times. He finally says, um, okay, Mitchell, if you send your product to my product tester, it was like a dozen people, send it out to a dozen different people, let them test it. If they give me the thumbs up on this. Right. So I mean, and I, I super glue all the screws in, right? Because at the time it was a patent and I didn't want to like take it apart. So, so I super glue the screws in and I send it out. I get the thumbs up from everyone. So my investor, um, I'm like, all right, I'm in, golden. He comes back to me and tells me no still. And I'm like, what? I don't understand. So he finally tells me, you almost made me break my number one rule. He said, I will never invest in someone who has no skin in the game. You've been a cop for so long, 10, 12 years of time. You've got a good career. I give you all this money. If you don't do what you should, you lose nothing. And I lose all my money. Oh, okay. So I was like, that makes sense. So I go home that night. I'm laying in bed. Like, how can I get this? Like, I'm not done, right? And um, I decide that night while I'm laying in bed, I'm going to quit my career. So I wake up the next day. I tell my wife. <laughs> And surprisingly, she was very supportive. I mean, I'm blessed. She was very, she's awesome. She's a supportive wife. Now, well, let me just pause for there. So, okay, I know, you know, you, this isn't that. You sure? She was, she was just, she was pretty cool about it. She just went, you know what, honey? Do it. Or was there some apprehension? Hey, I was just wondering if you were interested in learning more mental health tips to helping you become the best version of who you want to be, to encourage you that change can happen anytime, and it doesn't always have to be negative. Do you want to learn from people just like you who've had stories and situations that they have overcome and still are going on the journey? Well, The Cure is a Conversation has guests just like that who share their story to inspire you to continue the journey to be the best version of you. So why don't you join me? and become a monthly subscriber. And you will have access to these fascinating and wonderful people 
and their story and get to listen to me as host of The Cure Is Conversation. Come share the joy, transparency, and the victory of success because you define your success and these stories, they will help you to see that, hey, you're already there. Just keep going. Look forward to being with you and sharing the stories. Congratulations. You gotta make sure I get that link in the bottom. You can talk a little bit about that after. Um, when you and thank you for sharing that because you know a lot of the, the listeners and at least I'm like the audience that I'm reaching is those because who are becoming anxious in this society. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I don't know what and they're realizing there ain't nothing wrong with education. I ain't telling nobody not to go to school. But they're finding that going to school is having a heavy burden instead of just learning what's going on top. People are choosing to to do life learning opposed to and I think it equates to education as well. As long as you got some good life learning and you're pulling the wisdom out of it, 
I think if they're they're pretty balanced if you know what you're saying, you know, and, and know what you want to do. So I I really commend you for just going. Okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to jump. Do you think it's better for someone? Well, I don't mean better from your personal experience. Um, is it better to have a plan B? Like if you could turn around and go back to coffee and say, okay, if I fail, can I come back to my job? Is there is there a gun waiting for me? <laughs> Back in my head, I didn't know that. I'm not gonna lie. Right. I didn't know that. I mean, to, to this day, I'm very confident that I could go to with my experience, I could go to almost any agency and I could snatch up a job. Right. But in my opinion, you, you know, I forget who, who talks about this, so I'm I'm not claiming this isn't my mortgage. But um, the definition of decision, right, is uh, it comes from the Latin Greek or some, I think the Latin, to uh, cut off, right. which comes from incision, right. right? So when you make a decision, you have to cut off any other option. And I find myself, when I make a decision, if I have a plan B, I'm not going to go 100% on plan A. Yeah. And uh, so you have to, when you make a decision, you have to incision, you have to cut off any other option and roll with plan A. Yeah. Know in the back of your head and have confidence in yourself that, hey, look, I know I'm going to make this happen. Right. If it happen, I know I'm still going to make it happen. I'm still going to make something happen. I'm going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Right? There's yeah. there's no way me, Mitchell Tucker, unless, you know, and there's a difference between being arrogant and being confident, right? Mm-hmm. There's no way me, Mitchell Tucker, mm-hmm. is going to put my family on the streets unless I am incapacitated or I'm, I'm terminally ill or something right. to that extent. If I have my physical body and I'm able to get up and walk around, I will make it. I'll make it happen. And as long as you have that confidence within you, it's really not as scary as people make it sound. Right. To leap. To leap. It's, yeah, you know, it's, it's not, I had to leap many times and I've been very blessed um, to, to find a way through and land on something stable. I'm still on the journey like most people. And uh, every day I'm getting closer to that completeness of like, yeah, this is what I saw my life looking at, you know, as I grew up, as I grew into my twenties and thirties, I, I see, you know, I'm, 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 I'm quite there. And I noticed that when I was on the Sutatron growing up, growing up in group homes, making a mess of myself, my mindset was very, um, you know, am I going to survive flight or fight? And when I'm here now, it's very stable. And the similarities between the two, I always been able to, survive like you just said no matter what i've gone through so do you find any similarities in being a cop the mindset and being an entrepreneur there is any you know yeah i know continue continue but there is any similarities between the mindset pause for the cause a queen the divine original called Marshall. C-A-L-M Marshall, a calming moment where you can sit back and reflect at the information that you just heard. And also the three P's, pen, pencil, and paper, so you can jot down what vibrates with your inner core. Also, please be aware of your surroundings, because mental health means to always be aware of the beauty that surrounds you. Also, this is a great time to grab a beverage, water, juice, so we can keep the positive flow of vibration going throughout your body. Thank you for listening to this Queen Be Divine original commercial, a moment in the podcast to just take a deep breath and reset. So let's get back into The Cure is a Conversation.
and pause for the call. You're listening to The Cure is Conversation with Queen Be Divine and Mitchell T, bringing out the peaceful savage in others. Um, there is an, there is, there is an, the law enforcement crowd in general, no, they're not very entrepreneurial minds. Uh, they don't really have an entrepreneurial mindset. Right. But there's lessons you can take from anything in life, you know what I mean? The, the lessons of never giving up certainly, you know, plays into entrepreneurship and law enforcement. So there's lessons you can take out of anything and, and put it into law, into entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. So I definitely got something out of it. Um, but in the general whole, the law enforcement community is not entrepreneurial mindset. It doesn't have an entrepreneurial mindset at all. Well, it keeps you, I can definitely assure you, you know, um, I, I do have a brother in, in, in the police force. And I know one thing he does says, which I'm sure you can contest to, he's learned to go into any situation ready. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Not, you know, you, you can't make any assumptions of what you're going to expect. You know what I mean? Don't, don't, don't assume just because it's not violent, it won't be violent. Don't assume. <laughs> and just like entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very true. I responded to calls that are like, oh, it's just a one hang up or it's just a barking dog call and you get there to someone tonight. You know, it's a domestic or that happens a lot. Right. So you know, is there, um, do you miss the, you know, not to say police, you know, being a police is high energy, but do you, is it, the energy must be so different from being an entrepreneur. You can do your own hours. You can kind of figure out where you want to go, but you're always on edge. Or at least my assumption is, because I'm not a police officer, you get up because you never know what, what to do. Do you miss that high energy, that going out and going on onto the force and looking at different, you know, the things that people are doing on the streets today? I do, I, and I will always. There'll be a part of me who always misses law enforcement because I believe that at the time it was my calling, and I believe that callings can change. Now, a lot of people don't agree with that. I do. I believe callings sometimes can be used as stepping stones. I believe I was called into law enforcement, and when I left law enforcement, I was called to leave law enforcement and do what I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. So I believe sometimes God puts callings in our lives and uses them as stepping stones. Um, but I, I will always miss law enforcement to an extent. I just kind of transitioned my mindset to it's a, everything's a game, right? Life mm-hmm. is, if you gamify life, uh, you'll, you'll win more. Mm-hmm. And they kind of, what I was striving in law enforcement, I just kind of transitioned it now it's business, mm-hmm. right? So I get a high from business, just like I used to get a high from, from going in and clearing that building. Mm-hmm. And that was obviously different. Um, my heart doesn't beat as fast mm-hmm. when I was in mm-hmm. <laughs> it definitely it's definitely a good feeling it's an exciting feeling to grow your business and mm-hmm. to increase your wealth but also increase others lives you know that's mm-hmm. the biggest thing and that's where I feel my new calling is and I don't know if you want to get into that what I'm, I'm going to do now or right. my second now. Right. and uh, I'm, I'm really building community behind that and that's where I feel my new calling is and that's why I said I do believe callings can change well, tell us a little bit about your book. Um, you, you put it up to the screen, although this is audio, though. You put it up to the screen. Tell us how you came about um, to write your, 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 your book, please. Please, Mitchell. Okay, so my second book hasn't come out yet. My no. first book is Mentally Tough on Weeks Aside, and very interesting how that happened. My dad passed away a few years ago, and 
I was talking to him about it. I told him I was writing a book. And towards the end there, he said to me, he said, um, are you are you finished with that book? Are you finished with that book? And I said, no, nah, not yet, not yet. And then he passed away. Oh, okay. And Sorry to hear to that. Honest, I yeah, I, I'd only made it to like chapter one when right. I told him I was writing a book, right? And I kind of got sidetracked. So he, he passes away. And I may have rushed it out, but I, it was almost for my own well-being. I wrote the whole book in like three days, 72 wow. hours. From the time he passed away, I sat down and I started writing and I didn't get up for nearly three days other than a little bit of sleep. And and, and that was about it. Right. I did three days and knocked the book out. And um, he was a big inspiration. The guy was extremely mentally resilient. He was a very, very tough guy. He was uh, he was chronically ill my entire life. They gave me seven years to live with my wife when my mom right. was pregnant. Wow. And he passed away a couple of years ago. He beat the odds over and over and over again. And that's that he gave me the inspiration to write the book mentally mentally tough and weak society. Mentally tough, I love that. My, my second book, um, is called Well before you continue, hold on, before you go on, um, because you know, I I I I I mentally tough in a weak society. Where'd you get that title? Because I, 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 th- I think it's, I have to say, I think that someone like, boy, we've gotten a little weaker. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if it's me. I don't know. But where'd you get the title of the, the, the book? You know, I I don't really know. It kind of just came to me, the title of the book. Right. I mean, uh, I do believe that it is my belief that we are as a society. I mean, it's gotten worse since I wrote the book. You know, the book was written a couple years ago. It's gotten worse since I wrote the book. I don't know where this ends but it's uh it's disgusting yes and our society has gone it's gone downhill big time but i don't believe um as a whole we have i believe it's the it's the loud vibrant it's in your face type stuff that has gotten weak because if you go out to you know they call i don't want to get political but the sign of majority Yep. However you however you describe that in your own head. Right. right. That if you go to the silent majority, not all of them are extremely mentally weak. Right. I don't believe it is. I don't believe that's the case. I believe it feels like that because that's what we see on TV. That's right. what we see on YouTube. Um, you know, that's you throw on a Pikachu outfit and jump around like an idiot and you get tons of subscribers and followers. I feel you, brother. This could go on forever, trust me. <laughs> Now, a word from our sponsor. Are you a lost traveler? Of course you are. We all are. Whether we're traveling the landscapes of our own imaginations or the globe itself, each of us is looking for answers or perhaps new questions. Join me, your host, Henry Cameron Allen, on the adventure of a lifetime, where we'll talk about developing skills for a new day. We are all pioneers now. Each of us a teacher, each of us a student. Let's talk about it on The Lost Traveler. You're listening to The Cure is Conversation with Queen Be Divine and Mitchell T. Bringing out the peaceful savage in others. wisdom and how change people's lives is a struggle. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. You, know? oh my God. you have no idea how many times I just, I'm just going to go, okay, God, 
I know you can hear me. What's happening? I totally feel, I just, I feel you. That's one of the reasons why I want you on your, on, on the show that mentally, like, society's weak. And we, I grew up, and I'm not saying anything I did when I was a child was all good. You know, I got my ass whooped. It really took a village to raise a child. My mom could send me to the store at seven years old with a grocery list and 20 bucks. And I would come back with what she wanted and not have a problem. I knew the change. I knew how to count. I knew all these things because my mom knew there was a world that was going to challenge us and we had to be ready. And and I look at some people now and I hear people calling in tired, calling in sad, calling into work that they're sad. And I get it. But I'm just saying, what have we changed? What has changed in this life? What are we eating worse or our parent? Like, what is it? But I notice I have to, I just have to say I have to jump on that because although it's part of my personal opinion, just it. I do think we need people like you to remind us that, you know, that, that, that there is a mindset that could get you through your life and it, it and successful. It, there is a mindset, maybe not the present mindset and not all of us, but I do notice that I have to say, I have to jump in and say that. <laughs> I mean, we used to feel depression right. and use it as motivation. Now you feel depression and you take prescription. <laughs> prescription, yes. You know, and if you look at this is another thing I just heard about this this week or last week, and right? Very interesting. The things that go viral, right? In China, in China, if you, if you were to go to social media and look at like the most viral videos, they're right. educational. They are teaching people how to do things like real, real educational type stuff. Right. If you look at it, it's to go viral in America. It's the most stupid stuff you'll ever see in your life. So, but who controls that narrative? Thank you. What goes viral? Yes. Right? It's almost a programming of our of our generations, of our, of our kids, you know? There's so much at play here. There's so much at play. And just to not to go off on the side, but I was reading an article, you can always check it out, um, that they have social, is it called social media farms or phone farms? And they have like, thousands of phones opened um just rowing that aligning this great long warehouse and people are sitting there manning 20 30 phones each and just programming what they want trending programming the new the putting you know just making certain things trend so they can they can the algorithms are not necessary they're not natural so you know i love how you say you know you you have to be watching what you're doing you and then maybe that's why our generation, I don't know how old you are. I'm 48. I, I'm very proud of my age. Um, but in my generation, you know, I don't remember watching a lot of news, but I remember sitting in with the adults and hearing their wisdom and all that stuff. So, you know, it's, it's definitely changed. And, you know, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's something that we need to look into. And I'm going to definitely make sure your book gets, uh, you know, put that link there and, and talk about your book, even on my own personal podcast that I have on this, because I really think it's important that we get our mindset together. So talk about your second book. I apologize. Go ahead. You're fine. The second book is called The Peaceful Savage. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, this one, this is, I truly feel this is like my, my, my new calling in life, right. my new direction I'm really pushing towards. And uh, I'll tell you how I got the name of the book, because it is crazy. It's sleep. <laughs> Three o'clock in the morning, I wake up out of dead asleep. Peaceful savage is the only thing that's in my head. Right? Weird. 
So I grab my phone and I open up my notes and I put in my notes because I thought it was a really, I thought it was strange and it's kind of cool, like peaceful savage. What does that even mean? So right. I put in my notes and I went to sleep. I woke up a few hours later uh, for the day and first thought on my brain when I wake up is peaceful savage. Right. And this is super strange. So I get to the office, I'm grinding, working, you know, doing my thing. So it's not really there, but in the middle of the day, it pops into my head again, peaceful savage. So I just keep pushing it off. Like, I don't know why this popped in my head. Well, later on in the day or later on in the week, it pops in my head again. Right. So now I'm okay, I got some free time. I'm going to look into what is, I have an idea in my head of what peaceful means and what savage means, but how do the two go together? So I, I Google it, take all my resources, go to Google. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing that pops up is dictionary.com. I said, okay, that sounds pretty credible. So I look up the definition of peaceful, the definition of savage. Still not really tying the two together. But then I kind of fast forward how I got to the Bible verse, which I don't know if you're a religious person or a Christian or whatever, but or your follower or your listeners are, but right. you heard the Bible verse, the meek shall inherit the earth. Yes. Right. And me in my Neanderthal thinking mind, I'm like, how does that make sense? The meek person tries to take like tries to take my wallet and it happens. Right. So picture this meek person. But what the Bible and the and, it's, and the way that it's it was explained to me by my by my pastor and how right. Doug talks about the meek person as if he's a warrior. So he's like this well trained swordsman that's like a beast, right? He right. can cut down anything in his past and in his path. But due to his meekness, he leaves his sword sheath. So he's showing you mercy. It's a blessing that he's a meek because if he wasn't meek, game over, right? So that's what the Bible, that's what the Bible was talking about when it said the meek shall inherit the earth. It wasn't talking about this little weakling. It's talking about this, uh, this guy's a manly man and not just a man, but right. a woman. They are, they are the real deal. Right. And I thought, holy, I didn't get goosebumps talking about this because it's like, he's <laughs> full savage. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. It's I the see same that. concept. So that's what the book is based on is having a code that you live by, a code of moral ethics. Nice. It sets people up because I believe that two things. I believe that if you have a code that you live by and you never violate it, and you couple that with mental resilience, mm. you can accomplish it. I have to agree. Um, I grew up, um, I have very been blessed to experience a lot of religions, but I was baptized um, as a Catholic. And, um, you know, and, and my foundation of faith has been very important to me. Although I've kind of um, created a belief system that that definitely bases is, is bible based i've learned to reach out and see different ways of seeing god feeling god how pe other people view god um and i wrote a book called junction and it, you know and i realized that one of my mental things that mental t in my toolbox was i've learned it was the um seek ye the kingdom of god first and all things shall be added unto them and and it's it's like seek within find Find your truth within. Connect to God that way. Because no one can, like when you said, when you've got a good foundation, you've got something whole, nothing could stop you. But, you know, coupling with a good mindset, nothing could stop you. You've got that foundation. And that was my my last question before we get into, before we roll, up and, uh, roll out of here, is how important has your faith been into becoming who you are today? Oh, one more thing. 
please don't forget to check out my book, Junction, Intermindvention. If you love my insights, then you'll love this book about the journey that I have taken that led me to the insights that I share with you. So take care and one love. And um, you know, I'm, I'm a strong believer, and I think that I owe everything I have is owed to God. Right. I, yeah, I'm I'm mentally resilient, and I am passionate, and I'm a hard worker. I got a good work ethic, but without God, none of that even matters, right? Because if you don't have blessings, and you're not if you're not blessed, right. no matter how hard you can work, right? right. So I, uh, I I truly believe that. Hey, you know, I love that. That's That echoes my sentiments, too, because I know that on the streets of Toronto and I pray, and I know a lot of people don't understand how when you request and you're a believer and you believe in that foundation that there's something more divine out there. I always say you don't have to get all tired, you know, details. Just know that there's something bigger out there for you. There's not just this. It's not just man creating something and we're just falling at there's there's a divine plan. I know that when I walked the streets of Toronto and I was blessed to find people who came to me and said, Can I help you? Or God they would say, God sent me to help you and I'd be like, What? God who <laughs> And that's what that's part of my story and those are the things I put in my book because I really believe if you get in tune with yourself, don't get all bogged down with that what just Feel God. God is everywhere. You request, God will answer. So on that note, the Curious Conversation audience, find something, a foundation. I recommend the G-O-D, but you don't have to listen to me. <laughs> some people, it's not about religion. I mean, no. Like personally, I'm not a fan of religion. Not, no. Amen, me too. But I'm a pretty big fan of God. Yeah, I'm a big fan of God. You know, religion, I, I'm willing to learn and see what you do on certain days. I'm all about, I'm open love. But me and God, we, we, we like this. I don't get I don't get into all that other stuff. Because um, I know the only reason why I'm breathing today is because of the G-O-D, God. Because when I called, as much as I love family, and family is number one, God answered me first in many ways. Through strangers, through confidence, and just through... And I know you feel me. I can feel the energy of you. You're very rooted, and your wife is a very blessed lady. You guys are both blessed. Because it's very rare you hear a woman say, you know what? Go ahead. <laughs> Change careers. <laughs> no plan. That's God putting y'all to going, trust the man I gave you. Trust the woman I gave you. He's got your back. So, you know, could tell your wife, uh, you know, she, she, she's a good woman. And not because of that, but just, just knowing you well enough to trust you. So thank you on that. And, and our listeners could, could learn from that. Before we go quickly, tell us people, tell people where they can find your book and where they can find you on social media. Yeah. So Mitchell R. Tucker on all platforms. I'm mainly on Facebook or on, excuse me, YouTube and Instagram, Mitchell R. Tucker. You can get the Mentally Tough of Week Society on Amazon. I've eventually talked to society and pop And for the new book, if you go to peacefulsavageoath.com, there is a one minute video which shows the peaceful savage oath. And then if you agree with the oath, you can actually click a button and sign the oath. And that will do two things. One, you'll be notified when the book is released. And two, you'll be on a list of other peaceful savages who've gone before you and said, hey, look, this is, I, I agree. 
I love that. Peaceful savage. The meek shall inherit the earth. It don't mean the weak and the people who sit by let shit happen. It means that we just cool in our jets. And if you really want to push us, we just might achieve that sort. I like that. I love that. that that's some shit right there. <laughs> So know, know who you are, brothers and sisters. I always know that God watching over me. Make sure God just connect every day. And if you love what you hear and it resonates with you, check out my brother here, Mitchell. He'll got, he's got some great tools. His books sound wonderful, delicious. So check it out. And remember, if you're looking for love inside yourself, you've gone too far. Start from within and then let it resonate out in the world. I'm Queen Vinny Vine, and thank you for listening. I love I am Queen the Divine, and thank you for listening to today's podcast. The Cure is a Conversation podcast is brought to you by BluntReflections.com, where mental health is the priority, because the priority is you, and you deserve to be the best version of who you were meant to be. Today's guests share their stories and journeys and their insights in continuing that journey. So be sure to check out any links below if you'd like to continue that path on becoming the best version of you. I myself have been down that road and believe me, it is very difficult sometimes to find the support and information so you can become the best version of you. This is why I created The Cure Is Conversation. It will definitely lighten the load so you can see the best way forward. And when you have someone who you can trust or you feel comfortable with to have that conversation with, it is definitely empowering. So please check back weekly where I will feature guests who will help you move forward to becoming the best version of you. Greetings, I'm Queen Be Divine, blase, blase. This is the Cure Is Conversation, blase, blase. I do hope you are having a great day, blase, blase. Cause this is the Cure Is The Conversation, and listen to what we have to say. So sit back and listen to the guest, Blase Blase, as they share their story and insights, Blase Blase. I hope that it will help you find your own light, Blase Blase, cause the cure is a conversation, Blase Blase. So sit back. And relax and listen. Blase, blase.